right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 135 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, I hope you enjoy the show. Please consider subscribing and also consider spreading the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast to anyone you may know that is in the same position we are all in, pursuing a healthy lifestyle and needs something to get that spark going so they can get to where they want to be and become that best version of themselves that they've always dreamed to be. Well, I got a lot to talk about today. Let's get into this! Journey Updates. We are up this week, 0.6. For the month of April, I am up 0.8 pounds. Total loss since January 2019 is 154 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to 175 milestone is 21 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to 200 pound milestone is 46 pounds. For our week 20 consistency challenge, we ended that week with a success again. And we are on to week 21. All is going smoothly thus far. We'll be keeping on tracking this until we hit week 24 successfully. And uh, then we're going to move on. You know, it's funny. I did all this work to make Leslie Sansone consistent part of my workout. And now I'm seeing this, this workout that my wife is doing. The, it's an app on the smart TV. It's an app on the Roku. It's called Body, B-O-D-I. And you subscribe to it. It's like a streaming service for workout videos kind of a thing. And I think it used to be called Beachbody. Now it's just Body. She's doing this weight training workout. And I watch her almost every morning do it. And I'm like very appealed to it. I like what the guy's doing on the screen. And I did all this work to become consistent with Leslie Sansone. And now I'm just like, I kind of want to do that instead. (laughs) So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to finish it out. I'll get to week 24. We'll keep the current consistency challenge going. But (laughs) the more I watch her do it, the more I see the different things, the more I'm appealed to it it may end up being that's the new thing I go after after I do um, everything I do here. 
So I wanted to recap a little bit from last week because I hate when I have so many thoughts and so many things that I want to say to you about when I'm doing things in regards to my journey, what my plans are and all these things. And it feels like I'm rambling. I hate that. When I listened to myself last week, I felt like I did a lot of rambling. So just to reiterate the changes that I made. So today is April 11th. It is officially day two of the changes I've made. And I will report on the week next week to recap everything I've done. At breakfast, to add protein, I went from one egg to two eggs. I went from one slice of Velveeta cheese to two slices of Velveeta cheese. To reduce carbs at breakfast, I went from a multi-grain English muffin to one of those Ole wraps. I know I had said I was going to go with a Joseph's Pita, but we already had the Ole wrap in the house, so it's kind of just like, hey, look, let's get rid of these and be done with it. Plus, the Joseph Pita, I don't know if you've ever used them. They're kind of fragile. You look at them funny and they just come apart. And and the wrap was a little more, I could work with it. I hate when things fall apart and, you know, it doesn't go the way you plan it, right? Another thing we changed is we went to a much smaller apple. I'm starting to wonder. So I went from (laughs) the very first apple I weighed, right, was 430 grams equaling uh, probably like 65 grams of carbohydrates in just that one apple, okay? So the when we started this week, I told my wife, let's look for much smaller apples because I don't want to be all or nothing here. So we went to a much smaller apple. So from a 430-gram apple, that first apple that I weighed on day one was like 200 grams, so it was less than half. And the banana, which my wife tends to buy the bananas that are the smallest on the rack because she is also weighing her fruit. She's doing something a little bit different, but she is weighing root fruit so that she can have an accurate measurement of what she's putting in her mouth. I did eliminate two of my fruits, and that would have been the pear and the orange. They were eliminated. I was going to eliminate the clementines, and keep the orange. Then I realized two clementines is half the carbs of one orange. So I said, you know what? I'm going to keep the clementines and I'll get rid of the orange. Because the orange was between 25 and 30 grams of carbs. And I was just like, hey, um, this is like a no-brainer here. We shift over the clementines to lunch and we get rid of the orange at lunch rather than Uh, keeping it and dealing with the size of the orange that it is. Now, for the weekends, maybe I'll have an orange here and there, whatever. And another thing I changed is my yogurt and my cottage cheese. I went from a non-fat variety to a full-fat variety. And the reason I went from a non-fat variety to a full-fat variety is to be satisfied. 
And both of them are plain. They don't have any fruit. I put fruit in them. So I put a cup of strawberries in the yogurt. And the cottage cheese is so good, I'm eating that plain. Another thing I changed. I went from one cup of Cheerios to a half cup of Cheerios. This Cheerios goes in my yogurt. Now, I didn't really notice this one, to be honest with you. So I was kind of like I... When I was eating the yogurt, there wasn't a huge difference because it's still crunchy. There's still that sensation of, you know, chewing the the cereal while you're eating the yogurt. Now, someone had told me about some protein cereals that I'll, I might look into. I'm not really sure. We'll see. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for some. Another thing I changed, I, I drink a lot of coffee. And in my coffee, I put powdered creamer. I like powdered creamer because the temperature of the coffee stays hot. I like coffee so that it's burning my lip and I could barely drink it. The minute I could start chugging it, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> um. That might be crazy to you, but that's just the way. I like coffee so piping hot that I can't handle it. That's the way I like it. Anytime I get any kind of creamer that's liquid, it makes it cool. Too cool to drink, and I don't like it. So the powdered creamer I was using, the amount, because I drink so much coffee, it came out to be an additional almost 30 grams of carbohydrates added to the day just for that creamer. In answer to this, I decided to go with Premier Protein. Now, this is the pre-made container, you know, the ones you can buy from Costco and Walmart and Target, I believe, has it. The little container, it's like two points on Weight Watchers. And what I was doing was putting enough in the coffee to change the color to the way I like it, and saving it and going on to the next cup, putting a little more. And at the end, when I was done drinking my coffee, whatever amount sat in the container, I finished it. So that added protein to my day. It it kept me satiated a little longer. So the whole idea of all of these changes was to reduce carbs and equally keep me satisfied. The last thing I wanted, look, Anytime you make a change, if your only answer is to eliminate stuff, you're going to have a really hard time. The exchange of one thing to another thing is going to help you greatly because if you're still eating at whatever time of the morning, it won't feel like you lost something. It'll feel like you're just eating something different if that makes any sense. A lot of this is psychological. I'm not going to lie to you. Matter of fact, this whole episode today is just about day one. Because I'm going to give you the report next week of the whole week. But today's episode is just about day one. That is the only thing I have complete as I stand here recording this. I had a noticeable moment 
throughout the day, what I'm going to do in this process is as poor the quality is might be with my voice recorder of my cell phone, I plan over the coming weeks, whenever I have what I would call a noticeable moment, I'm going to record myself and just talk it out as if you guys were listening to me at that exact moment and you can hear me go through all of the, well, this, this event particularly was psychological. There was nothing physical about it. And if there are other events where they are not psychological, but they're more physical, I'm going to report on those too. And I want to play it for you right now. Okay, so it's April 10th, and I am only hours into the change. I will probably be changing the times of when I eat certain things just to help the process along. I decided to make today be the same as any other day. So at this moment, it is 1030, and typically I don't have my next meal, small meal, until 1130. And here I am an hour earlier, and I'm looking for it. But the only thing that's changed so far in this is the English muffin became a wrap. And and to counteract this, I added an egg to breakfast. So really it should be no different. Um, This is going to be a lot more psychological than I originally believed. We will see how this goes. But the... It, it will be on the table to change the times that I eat and maybe even break things up even further to make even smaller meals sooner to help the process along here. So basically, essentially 9.30 came, I was feeling hungry. And when I tell you, I have been eating at 6.30 breakfast every day, forever and I never look for anything until 11 so for it to be day one and I want something at 9 30 it just it did not make sense from the moment I felt it not one bit of sense we have to recognize these moments and sometimes I truly believe that if you guys deal with we're going to take a break don't go anywhere I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, You are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life 
because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And now it's time for random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Today's random fact is titled, Chinese Checkers was invented in Germany. Just like French fries have little to do with France, this board game did not originate where its name might make you think it did. A popular 19th century English game called Hoppity, which allowed for four players to take part in a, Chinese, a checkers game. In Germany, the game was adapted into a star-shaped board, and it was called Sternhelma, meaning Hoppity Star. Before American toy company Pressman Co. rebranded it, Chinese Checkers. If you're wondering why I read that random fact, it is because I'm trying to deal with a fear of reading aloud. So I challenge my listeners to take part in the show with me and to send me random facts. And if you'd like to participate, all you really need to do is send an email to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. In the subject, put fun fact or random fact so I know not to open it until I'm ready to record myself reading it. And the only thing I ask from you is keep it clean. If you want to participate, just email the show today and it'll be on a future episode. Now, let's get back to the show. Like, I, I'm going to use emotional eating as 
an example here. Emotional eating is the medication to whatever your real problem is. It's not the problem itself. A lot of people believe I eat emotionally and that's my problem. No. Emotional eating is your medication. The problem is why you're emotionally eating. Do you understand? So if you have a cough and you take NyQuil, it's because you're, you're taking NyQuil because you have a cough. You have an issue that's affecting you emotionally. The food you eat when you're emotional is the medication to comfort you. It's not the problem. Okay? And when we, if we truly want to conquer emotional eating or something like that, the idea is to fix the problem, not try to fix the coping mechanism. I believe that when we have problems, sometimes simply putting the words to the problem will help you get out of it alone. Sometimes putting words to it will help the urge go away. As we go through this, you you guys are coming along with me. This is my journey. I'm making a huge transition here on how I choose to eat. In the process, I'm going to go through some psychological bullshit. And as I'm going through it, I want you to know every bit of it. But if you hear me trying to reason with myself in the moment, Maybe it might be something you guys can implement. Who knows? It's it, Look, all the successful people in the world watch someone else who's successful and they mimic what they do. They don't do the opposite, that's for sure, right? I did have another noticeable event, but there was nothing to record. I noticed it after the fact. I handled the result of the situation well. It's a little bit frustrating because how did I miss this, right? How did I not see that? I had all of these precautionary measures all over the place to succeed, but I completely overlooked one thing that ended up making day one a failure. The flaw in my plan was to fail to realize that I'm still kind of in the WW mentality. There are a lot of things that work in WW, but eventually they stop working. A lot of people don't realize they stop working. There's a lot of people that do realize they stop working and then they try to come up with their own method of how to monitor it. And a big portion of that flaw is the zero point mentality. There are 200 foods on WW that are zero points. And what's the one thing we are taught from the beginning, from day one? Lean on your zero-point foods in moments where you feel hungry and all of this stuff. There are zero points for a reason, all of these things. All of this worked for me. I leaned heavily on zero-point foods and got myself 150 pounds lost. I will never, ever take that away from WW. This is the only way I could really describe it to you. There's going to be a ceiling 
the zero-point ceiling. You're going to use them in the beginning. And for everybody, their ceiling is different because everybody's got a different amount of weight to lose. The morbidly obese people like me, I was 400 pounds when I started. You're going to have so much weight to lose that you're going to be able to rely on the zero-point foods for quite a while. Listen, I'm four years in and I'm just getting to the point. Now, if we go back a year, because I've basically been maintaining weight for just about 10 months here, not making any leeway. And as I came to this moment where I'm making this transition, I only saw the truth for what I was doing by seeing what the zero point mentality really meant at that moment in my journey. Now, when you apply certain rules, like paying attention to macros, and you discover in your quest to learn about macros and to apply it to your life, you discover that you are not living a high-protein, low-carb lifestyle. You are essentially living a high-carb, high-protein lifestyle. That's essentially what I was doing. I was doing high on both. Making this transaction was to start to curb the use of the zero-point foods because that's where I'm at right now. If I want to get to 200, I got to learn how to curb them. It is a hard mindset to break because basically I unconsciously ate zero point foods at any given point of the day from the, for the last four years, whenever I was feeling remotely hungry, there was always a chicken breast in the kitchen that was left over. So I would run down to the fridge and eat that chicken breast. I would feel extremely satiated. I wouldn't be chewing on pretzels or chips or whatever, because all of that stuff is still in my house. And just a few feet away from where the chicken is in the fridge, I could have easily gotten into Chex Mix, cheese doodles, cookies, all kinds of stuff. Pretzels, you name it, granola bars, all there. All of these things are there, just feet away. And if I go and gave in to those things then I would not be anywhere near where I am successfully now. And maybe there wouldn't be a podcast. But because I was able to lean on the zero-point foods for as long as I did, I created this habit of, oh, today's a hungry day. Let's run downstairs and grab that leftover chicken breast. Eat it, feel satiated, move on with my life. Not even think twice about it. If there was no chicken breast, eat an extra fruit. Eat some more baby carrots. Eat another bell pepper. Literally anything that was zero points to keep it going. But now I am paying attention to the true value of the food. Yes, it's zero on WW. And if I wanted to stay right where I am right now, I could stay on WW the rest of my life, be right where I am and continue eating just the way I eat. I chose this method of tracking macros because it will then teach me the nutritional value of food. For to eat something that's low in points doesn't teach you the nutritional value of the food. Instead of just tracking a zero-point apple, I am now tracking 200 carbs, this many fibers. You know, it, it becomes like this numbers thing. 
And so I went through the whole day. I had basically everything except dinner tracked. And I knew what I was going to eat for dinner, but I hadn't tracked it yet. But there's so much carbs coming from the tomatoes in that dish that I was trying to eliminate all other carbs with this meal. And so I said, okay, well, then I will backfill with more chicken. So here was my zero point mentality haunting me because I was so confident in being able to say that. I didn't realize when I went to track everything at the end of the night, that dish alone, because I had added so much chicken to counteract everything I eliminated, I basically ate 1,200 calories of chicken on that dish, at least in my estimation. So I did the best I could with the information I had. I could be off. Maybe it's not 1,200 calories, but it's still way over in calories where I needed to be. And it's because of the, I'll just jump and depend on my zero point foods. That mentality is what brought me there. Go for, going forward to eliminate the zero point mentality, I will track everything I eat throughout the day and then I will start playing with the number for dinner. So if I know it's going to be pork tenderloin for dinner, start playing with the number. How many ounces can I add and not go over and see what the number ends up being? And if that's the case and it ends up being a really small number, then I could start to say, okay, well, maybe I need to eliminate a protein earlier in the day to compensate for that lack of use or the use at the end of the day. I just want you guys to remember the most. I've said this before on other episodes. No plan survives first contact with your implementation of that plan. When you hit that moment of failure, the very first time you plan to do something, You can't go into that, I'm a failure mentality. You are not a failure. Your plan failed that day. That's all there is to it. It's that simple. So when you fail, you assess the situation. You make adjustments. And you move forward. That is exactly what I did yesterday. I need you guys to understand. I'm not telling you it's bad to eat zero-point foods. I'm telling you that everybody has a ceiling. Eventually, you hit the ceiling. And as healthy as those zero-point foods are, if you eat enough of them, you will be maintaining and not losing. I'm not telling you you're going to gain all your weight back eating grilled chicken. I'm telling you, you will maintain and stay right where you are and not lose. And if you want to maintain, then keep going the way you're going. But if you want to lose and you're eating enough to maintain, guess what? You got to make a change. You make a plan. And you can go over it meticulously just like I did. And on day one, you'll go and implement that plan as meticulously as I did. 
and you'll fail just like I did. And then you'll assess the situation, make adjustments, and move forward. These things are essential to you learning. Failure is essential to learning. There is no success without failure. Look, I know there are a bunch of you out there listening to me right now. And what I have been talking about for the last few weeks here is really resonating. If you're sitting there and if you take an honest look at everything you're doing and you're doing everything like you're going through the motions like I don't even need to look at the app anymore because it's exactly the same every day and I could do this with my eyes closed. If this is your mentality and the scale isn't moving, well, guess what? That's exactly what your problem is. You're doing everything the way you've always done it. And I'll bet that if we look back and we go to the beginning and we just look, whatever your most recent milestone was, we could see the recent history is kind of like a straight line. Maybe the beginning of your journey to where you are now is a nice slope. But we have leveled out. And we've become, let's face it, really, really comfortable. Everything we've done, all of the food we eat, all of the workouts we do, we're really comfortable with the way things are. But how many times have I said it to you? If we are ever, ever going to become the best possible version of ourselves, we have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. So when, I want you to really think about it, be really honest with yourself. Listen, you can lie to me all you want, but what you're really doing is you're lying yourself. Be honest right now. When is the last time you truly, truly forced yourself to do things that make you uncomfortable? When's the last time you really pushed yourself beyond your limits? When is it? I want to know. Whenever that is, don't you think it's time to get back? Don't you think if you ever, listen, the worst thing you can do is accept it for what it is when you know you're capable of more. There's so many people out there who say, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I say there is. I say that when you are capable of becoming so much more than what you are, it is a sin, a sin to stay where you are in stagnation because it's comfortable. You are capable of so much more, and so am I. And I'm not going to stop, and neither should you. It's time for us to take charge of our journey and really start getting in our own asses and say, hey, get up, get off your lazy ass, and get moving. Because no one's going to push us the way we push ourselves. Everybody tells us to calm down. It's okay. Give yourself some grace. 
I'm telling you, we are here where we are because we like to hear that. And if we are going to get to where we're going, we have to stop listening to those voices and become the warrior that we, we used to be. Because that's the one that's going to get us to where we want to go. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.